Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Stop me if you've heard this one before. The Bulls lost at the buzzer. It's happened how many times this year? I can't even count, but it happened again at the United Center. The Kings tried to give the game away, and the Bulls said no thank you and lost 117-114. It's just the same old, same old at this point. There's only 14 games left. We'll get there. We'll get you through it on today's episode of Believe in Bulls. You're on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Vol C.J. Watson. CJ, that's a ma- that's a match made in heaven, isn't it? When you've got the best clutch player in the league against the worst clutch team. Oh yeah, it just makes for a great ending, and that's what it was yesterday. <laughs> great ending for one team. Right. <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> the Kings went home happy. The, they should have won that game. The Bulls should have won. I mean, you had a four point yep. play there in the final seconds. Like that's you got to take advantage of the opportunities. That, that's a weekly saying. May as well put it on a t shirt at this point. I'll wear it every show because right. we say it all the time. Missed opportunities, and it's coming at a bad time for a team that wants to make the playoffs. And you know, we're going to try not to repeat ourselves too much. There was some good in that game, and it wasn't all bad. There was some good. We're going to tell you about it. After I tell you about our great friends at betonline.ag, betonline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at betonline. You will always find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at betonline. Updated odds from everything to live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and the championship game. Bet online is your college basketball headquarters this season. This is going to be a crazy, crazy tournament. I have made multiple brackets and somehow ended up with three of the same teams in my final four. Don't know how that happened, which means I'm going to get one team right out of that whole thing. But all of it at Bet Online, if you want to bet points, spreads, overs, under, all of that, head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. This is March. And by the way, we also have an official t-shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. The guys do a great job over there promoting all the shows on the network with the official t-shirt of our program. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link's in my Twitter and Instagram bio. And while you're there, you can get one of those hats that CJ has on right there. Those look really nice. I got to get my hands on one of those. I got the other one inside. I didn't feel like wearing it today. I didn't get the memo, I guess, just like Goran Dragic. <laughs> all right, we got to talk about this Kings game because um, it happened again. It's just, it happened again. This is the second time in, I think, two weeks. The Bulls lost at the buzzer. 117-114, De'Aaron Fox does it again, Mr. Clutch. Would you believe me, CJ, if I told you the Bulls blew a double-digit lead again? Uh, yes, I would believe you. You know, this is used to what they're doing. Uh, that third quarter is what really hurt them. Uh, came out pretty slow and uh, pretty uh, lethargic. So, you know, that when you come on after halftime, you got to come out strong, especially at home, and kind of put their foot in the neck and uh, hopefully, you know, get the best out of them. 16-point lead. The Bulls are up 16 and lost this game. And I said during the intro, the Kings tried to give this thing away. The Bulls took 19 more shots than Sacramento did. 
they kept pace with the three-point shooting. It's about damn time. It only took you 66 <laughs> games or 68 games to do it. Then DeMar had the four-point play with, well, how long was left? Seven seconds or something like that. There was a four-point play. He made the three, made the free throw to tie it. The Kings were out of timeouts because they challenged that foul, lost the challenge, lost the timeout. So the Kings had to go on the inbound, and who do they give it to? De'Aaron Fox, who else? And he drains the shot as he's done all year. It yep. just the setup there, <clears throat> opportunities. This was on its silver platter for you to cement yourself in this play-in field. Now you're on the outside looking in once again. Yeah, this was a big game for them to really take command and try to get ahead in that in the standings. Um, like you said, just another missed opportunity. And Bulls can't really afford to do that at this point of the season uh, with their record they have. Uh, and uh, just for the last play for me, I think. I would assume at some at some point has to put his feet in the sand, you know, and to stop backing up. I think he backed up way too much, and that I kind of just gave the Aaron Fox, you know, the the green light to pull up and shoot. So um, I'm sure he'll learn from that. Hopefully, as a young player, just you know, don't keep backing up, backing up, especially with time running down. You gotta you know put your feet in the ground and make him drive to the basket, and uh, you just not let him shoot over you like that. You know, Stacey King did a really good breakdown of the defense. I mean, it was right after the play. He was like, "Bring me up the video. I want to break this down," and he showed. Yeah. Patrick Williams was on, I think, Kevin Herter. I think that's who he was guarding. And what you need to do is you need to switch. And they didn't yeah. They didn't rotate. And, and actually, Pat Will did, but it was too late. By that point, yeah. he was trying to close out. He was jumping. He, did, he didn't get there. And boom, the shot goes in. To me, I'd have wanted to see a double team on De'Aaron Fox. Make a guy like Herter beat you. Yeah, I feel like that also, or even like I said, just make him just drive to the basket or make him go to the right because uh, he's a left-handed player. Uh, but don't just keep backing up and backing up and just really just give him a opportunity just to pull up and shoot and rise over you. And uh, obviously, nine times out of ten, he might miss that shot, but he made it when he counted, and uh, that's what you want from a, from your big-time player from that team. Now, I get the argument, too, that he's done this all year, De'Aaron Fox has. He has hit yeah. big shots all year, easy, tough, doesn't matter. So, like, you could have had great defense on him. He still just would have found a way. It was like how DeMar DeRozan was last year in the fourth yeah. quarter. Like you could throw three guys at him. He'll find a way to make the shot. Like, yeah, I, I get that side, but I mean, I agree with you. You've got to make it tough on him. And there, yeah, it just seemed like, and I don't know if it was like a communication thing, but the breakdown Stacy had was really good about how they needed to rotate and they, they did, but it was too late. Yeah. yeah it was too late. And uh, like you said, he's a big time player. He's been doing this all year. Uh, you want to get the ball out of his hands at that point. And like you said, just make somebody else beat you. Um, but like you said, just another missed opportunity for the Bulls. That was really uh, a game that they should have had up double digits, you know, just let a, let another one slide. That's a typical theme for for the Bulls this year. Yeah, I'm tired of these blown leads. I'm I'm tired of the whole season. I have made that known over the last <laughs> what, week and a half, two weeks. I'm just, I'm done. I'm I, think, I think you're done like in December. <laughs> I may as well have been. I, I'm, I'm not convinced they weren't either with the way they've been right. playing. I mean, I just, this guy, it's the same old song and dance over and over again. Hey, guess what? The Bulls blew a double digit league. Guess what? They lost at the buzzer. Hey, guess what? They went cold. Just, yep. I mean, they at least got to the free throw line this time. But the problem is three guys went to the free throw line. Yeah. Three guys on that whole team. You've got to get to the line. Give yourself those free shots because free yeah, throws are free. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with you. I think there's a big dose of Vooch, Demar, and Zach, and you can't win like that. Some other guys had to step up and score. Uh, Kobe White played well. I think you got to get more production out of your point guard slash two point guard uh, look. Um, they got to give you more than six points combined. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a, a big a big issue right there, uh, that, and that takes a lot of pressure off the, your big three, so they don't have to score as much and feel like they have to force the need every single time. I feel like they have to score, so. If they can give them more production at a, the point two point guard look, I think it would be better for the Bulls. 
DeRozan, Vucevic, and Levine combined to go 22 for 25 at the free throw line. Everyone else went zero for zero. That's all yeah. you need to know. You've got to attack the basket. I under, You're not a good three-point shooting team. You haven't been all year. Attack the basket and try to draw some fouls here because the Bulls committed more fouls, obviously. Bulls committed 24 fouls, I think. Uh, Pat Bev fouled out. And the Kings <laughs> committed 19. Five of them were from DeMontis Sabonis. Four of them were from Harrison Barnes. Like, just yeah. attack the paint. Attack the basket. Yeah, if, you, if I feel like from just from those stats, if those are, other guys are getting to the free throw line, that just, that just means they're looking for, you know, Vooch or DeMar and Zach and just kind of playing into their hands. And like I said, those guys have to be aggressive to take the pressure off Vooch and DeMar and Zach so they don't feel like they have to need to, to score all the time and, you know, feel like all the pressure's on them. They can release the pressure from those big three. You know, it'll be, uh, I think, a big payoff for the Bulls. A guy who played well and it's getting overshadowed by the way the game ended, Patrick Williams was plus 13. I mean, he had 13 points, four rebounds, four steals, two assists, a block. Like, Patrick Williams played really well, and he has been since moving to the bench, since the Pat Bev edition. I mean, we talked about this when Patrick Beverly came in. A guy who can benefit is Patrick Williams. He's leading that second unit. He's doing a good job. Now it's just get the other guys to follow so it's not just a one-man show. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I feel like uh, next year is going to be his breakout year. I feel like uh, with all – Oh, he's playing so well this year at the end of the year, and I uh, just give him more confidence, give him more freedom to do and play his his type of game. Uh, he you can see he's a two way player, and uh, like I said, I think next year is going to really his, be his breakout year. Uh, maybe he gets a starting role, uh, more more opportunity to score even more and more uh, things to, to go his way. So, but I think next year is definitely going to be his year. I like that. I'm I'm all for it. I mean, you'd think this year would have been, but you lost all of last year. That was yeah. I said it on the show countless times. That the worst thing that could happen to Patrick Williams was the injury last year and losing that year of development. This is the type of thing you expect to see at the end of year two, not year three. But like you said, I, I agree with you. Next year could be his breakout, and you're going to see him make himself a name. And even if he stays on the bench, I'm fine with a really good yeah. sixth man. Like that, yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. That was his role at Florida State. If he's comfortable in that role, keep him there. Yeah, for sure. If he's comfortable, like you said, in that role, keep him there. And let him flourish there. That's what, that's what you know. He can be a, a six-man type of player for you, and then when you need him to start, he can come in and relieve some pressure and, and give you the same production he's doing in the off the bench in the starting lineup. Now I'm going through his game log here since the Patrick Beverly edition, which was around it was after the All Star break. Patrick Williams has one, two, three, four, five games in double-digit scoring. I mean, that's for him. But he's not a he's turned into a really good two-way player. He's been known for his defense. The double-digit scoring has been there, and the defense still hasn't let up either. Like he's still a yeah. great defender. He wants to guard the best guy on the floor. So yeah, I'm. I could see a big leap coming next year, and I think a lot depends too on who gets moved this offseason. Because yeah. I, it just if they stay with this starting lineup, I don't know why. I don't know what they're thinking here because yeah, yeah. it feels like someone has to move. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Also, like I said, and Patrick Williams is developing like. Uh... Like, like we've seen and the front office uh, has seen, uh, definitely why not move one of those guys and put him in that starting role and let him continue to develop and flourish and get better and gain more confidence. And, you know, that could be one and another one of your uh, cornerstone players that, that you have for the future. Now, let me be clear. In the starting five, Patrick Beverly is not going to be here next year. I'll be surprised if they bring Patrick Beverly back. This was just an end-of-the-year rental, try to make a playoff push, and you're not doing a very good job of it. But, you know, I, I like what he's brought. I think it, adding a guy like him from an intangible standpoint is huge down the road. It's just right now you're not going to see the results. But a guy like 
a guy like Patrick Williams and even Zach Levine. Yeah. He had a rough shooting night, seven for 22, two for seven. Yikes. Made more free throws than field goals. Um, nine for nine from the free throw line, at least. But even a guy like Zach has benefited from having a, a tough guy, a tough nosed guy like Pat Bev in that locker room. Yeah, that's what they need. They need a leader. And Pat Bev is that type of leader. Um, but I think they need more production out of that, out of that uh, position. They got to have someone who can score and play defense, but uh, just take some pressure off of Zach, off of Vooch and DeMar. And um, like I said, uh, if they can find someone else in free agency to do that, then, you know, um, yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't see Pat Bev coming back. But you never know with Alonzo's situation, he might come back. It's, it's, uh, it's home, but, you know, I don't know if it's a good look for, for the Bulls for the future. I don't know what to make of the Lonzo thing. I just feel bad for the guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not banking on him being there for at, for at least the start of the season, maybe even longer, depending on what happens with this potential third surgery he could go through. But I mean, a point yeah. guard that's been at the top of my wish list for the last year now is another yeah, point yeah. guard. And Pat Bev is, he's, he fits that true point guard mold, I guess, but you need someone who won't go one for seven from the field, one for six. From right. the field. <laughs> I mean, don't get yeah, me wrong. Sure. 11 rebounds is great. I mean, he had second most rebounds on the team to boot. Like he's a great rebounder, but you need someone who can shoot. Yeah. You the need, whole team you need, needs to shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need production. You need three point shooting. You need spacing for the floor. And I feel like uh, he just crowds the floor. I love his energy. I love what he brings to the team leadership, uh, toughness, tenacity, but I think uh, they need more scoring, uh, more, more shooting and more spacing the court for, for those, for those guys who, uh, who, who really score the ball. Now, looking back at the offseason, when they signed Dragic and Drummond, now, obviously Dragic is gone going to Milwaukee. I know it wasn't feasible, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice to have signed Pat Bev instead of Dragic? Pat Bev was just too expensive, I feel like, when he went to the yeah. Lakers. But yeah. me, if he wants to settle into a bench role or something, I haven't looked at the salary cap situation. I can't tell you how much money they have to spend, and it depends on who gets if anyone gets moved, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if he can come off the bench, I think he'd be a great spark off the bench. I th- yeah, I think so, too. And they need his leadership and toughness. And uh, I think this, it'd be great for the team, great for the city. Like I said, he brings that that type of energy that you just need. And uh, everyone feeds off of coaches, players, uh, fans. So and he definitely says some crazy stuff in the interviews. So it's always fun to, fun to watch him and uh, just, you know, just laugh at what he says. But uh, a lot of stuff he says is true, but it's definitely funny just to, to hear it hear be said. <laughs> he, I saw a clip from his podcast today, and I, I will not repeat the full quote. He said the same thing over and over about Zach. I, mean, I don't know if you've seen this. He's talking, nah. he's talking about Zach. And the whole time he just says that, MF is cold and he just says right. it over and over <laughs> and over. And yeah. like, that's, that's the type of attitude I want to see in the locker room. Yeah. I mean, when I say it was over and over, he's like, I call this guy. I told him that I call this guy. I told him that this guy called me. I tell him that I mean, it went on for like 30 seconds. He's just saying yeah. that. And it's like, I mean, he's right. Zach's been on a tear. Yeah. He went seven for 22 last night. He still put, he still put up 25 points. Like he, He's being recognized as a really good shooter. Yeah. And I think Pat Bev is kind of turning into like his agent. Sorry, Rich Paul. But like, yeah. I mean, Pat Bev's out here stumping for Zach like that. Uh, I love it. Talk your talk, man. And I also love having two from Chicago's in the lineup and Pat Bev and I would assume that's just really, yeah. really cool for the city. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. And that's what the city wants. The city feeds off stuff like that. And uh, Pat Bev's attitude, you want that in every player. You know, when you want every player in that, in that locker room to walk around with swag, walk around like they own the building. Uh, and, uh, and that's what he does. And he brings that, you know, that, that vibe to the team. 
I know the cliche is he's got that dog in him. It's different with mm-hmm. Pat Pep. He he's got yeah. that Chicago in him. He's got that Marshall yeah. High School toughness. I mean, he's he's something else. That's the best way to put it. I don't mean that in a bad way. Like he's just yeah. he's the best way to describe Pat Bev is he's Pat Bev. And yeah, yeah. he one for seven from the field. Okay. I like that he's attacking the glass. I mean, that's a really good sign. And I'm yeah. he's feeding off on Patrick Williams. I mean, Zach, it's paying dividends and I feel like Io is kind of in that weird second year up and down. He looks like he could be a piece for the future. I hope they re-sign him this offseason. Right. And I think he's another guy that can benefit, especially on the defensive end, from playing with a guy like Pat Bev for the next 16 games or 14 games, however many games we have left in this damn season. <laughs> yes, it's going by fast. It's, uh, and uh, they can't really miss on any more opportunities like like they did last night. Uh, so hopefully they can – they can figure it out and get back into the playoff spot and uh, try to get in this play in tournament and try to try to make a, make a miracle. I, I go back to it and it's, I've said this every time they've blown a chance at a three game winning streak this year. You don't look like a playoff team right now, if that's your goal. And yeah. I, I really hope the front office is doing some soul searching and depending on what happens with the first round pick situation, you don't have a second round pick because of the tampering for Lonzo. I've never been so wrong in my life is when I said it was <laughs> worth it because I didn't think we'd be in this position to have to right. worry about what the bulls are going to do in the second round of the draft. But yeah, right, I called that thought a little early, Like you, you've got long-term ramifications here from a down year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, like I said, the front office has a lot of work to do this offseason, a lot of questions to be asked, a lot of decisions to be made, and hopefully they can make the right ones for the for the betterment of the, of the future and the better of the team for next year. Yeah, and I mean, Billy Donovan is not absolved of blame here. I have my thoughts on why well, wasn't Patrick Williams closing against Sacramento. Yeah. I don't I don't get that when he's having a really good game and he's proven he can shoot the ball and you need shooting. Like, yeah, that was the thing that stuck out to me. And even even Pat Will in the press conference, he, he said, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll learn from it. If there's something I can learn, I'm going to do it. That's just the type of player he is. He's going to say the right thing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sitting there, why why wasn't he closing? Like, Billy, Billy Donovan's not absolved of blame. He's not going anywhere because of that extension. I don't think he should go anywhere. But right. he's had some decisions this year that have had everybody scratching their head. Yeah. Do you think Billy Donovan is the coach for the future of this team? Or maybe the next, I guess, few couple years? I mean, obviously the contract, he's going to be there, but, well. Could get fired, but still, do you think he's a team, the guy to lead this team to the to the playoffs and to the future? I think so, based on what he did in Oklahoma City. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, people keep forgetting he took five different OKC teams yeah. to the playoffs. <laughs> there were years yeah. OKC should not have made the playoffs, and they snuck in. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got the people who are like, "Oh, try to tank and get a first round pick if you're not going to contend for a title." Playoff experience is still valuable, and you've got a guy who's proven he can take teams there. It just comes yeah. down to roster makeup. Yeah, he, I think he just has to get a better roster, a better team that uh, that fits around the certain players that he has. Like this roster, they really don't mesh together. I feel like, and they they need uh, three point shooting is the I think the the best thing that they need, and they got everything else, but they just need three point shooting to help space the floor and and uh, really make teams pay for for sagging off or doubling teaming on on Zach or Demar or Vooch. I'm not talking crazy when I bring up those OKC teams, right? Like, is that no? no. I mean, yeah, does that, does that make good, sense? What I'm yeah. trying to say. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. I mean, it helps when you have one of the best players in Russell, too. That uh, Not the Russell that he is now, but he's definitely right. still explosive and still getting to the basket. He still could beat you, you know, by himself. So it's definitely when you have one of those players, uh, definitely helps. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you take DeMar DeRozan out of this equation, he's just my most likely trade candidate. If you take him out of this and you bring in, 
I don't even know who you'd bring in to like replace him or you just get a first round pick and run with yeah. re-sign Vooch and you have Zach and ro- roll with Zach and Vooch as your all-stars and yeah. put Patrick Williams to the starting lineup if you want and bring yeah. in a point guard. That's a, that's a good lineup. If you bring in someone with three point mm-hmm. shooting, I think it complements really well because you've got a three point shooter in Patrick Williams too. He's not going to be your lights out, your step yeah. or your, even your Lonzo mm-hmm. type where you're just going to pull up for three, but you've yeah. got another guy you can lean on at least. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Like I said, uh, try to figure it out, and uh, hopefully, like I said, the front office has a lot of decisions to make, and hopefully, they can figure it out and and uh, make the best ones, and you know, not have a down year next year. And one of the big factors in those decisions is: Are they going to have a top four pick? Are they going to be in the playoffs? Is Portland going to have a pick to send to Chicago? And you know, we're still watching that as close as we're watching the standings. So right now, as we sit here, this is Thursday, about one thirty-ish Central Time in the afternoon. Bulls are the 11th seed, half game back of the 10th seed. They were the 10th seed and before they, you know, lost at the buzzer for the, let's see, they played 68 games. It's probably the 60th time this year that's happened. Uh, <laughs> they've got a 26.3% chance at a top four pick right now. 14 games left. That can easily change. Then you look at Portland. Now, I keep giving the context again. I'm going to just sound like a broken record. If the pick's 15 to 30, the Bulls get the pick from Portland. Portland is a half game worse than the Bulls right now. 31 and 38 record. They're on a four game losing streak and they have a better chance of a top four pick than the Bulls do. So there's a lot to be figured out here in the next 14 games in terms of draft position. And if you need to trade for a first round pick, because I think you, if either of these picks fall outside where you need them to fall, the pick to Orlando falls outside the top four, the pick from Portland falls inside the top 14. You have to make a move for a first round pick. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. This is just too too confusing for me. I just feel like just, just play <laughs> basketball. Just play basketball and let, let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> no, that's like the players go play. Like you right, yeah. go out there and you play your game and like we'll let I let Arturis and Mark Eversley worry about the you right. know the, the lottery odds and the off season, but it's like there's a I throw I throw a lot of numbers out there. Yeah. But it's like it's these numbers basically determine the path for the off season. Like if yeah. If they if they were guaranteed that top four pick, like or even if they were guaranteed to be in the lottery and that pick wasn't going to Orlando, okay, yeah, you don't have Vooch right now. But let's say hypothetically, because it's fun to speak in hypotheticals, let's say you trade for Vooch and you kept that pick, or at least it's not top four protected and you can be lottery protected. This conversation's different because you're saying, okay, they got a lottery pick, go get some shooting. I'm not banking on that pick being there. And the way Portland's trending, unless they start winning some games, you're looking at an empty first round where your hand is going to be forced, whether you want to make a move or not, you're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to have to make a move. And uh, like you said, I, I wouldn't bank on Portland playing any better. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're right where they're, where they need to be. And I, I don't think Dame probably plays, you know, uh, maybe five more games, maybe then, especially if they're not in the playoff uh, tournament con- contention. Uh, he'll probably, you know, just sit it out for the rest of the season. So and let, let some young guys play. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out, how it falls. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what the front office does. Portland right now tied for six best lottery odds. The Bulls are the eighth best. And again, it's outside the top four. That pick goes to Orlando. And Orlando is also in the lottery. So there is a world here where Orlando's in the top four. And then they have another pick between five and 14. So Orlando, that's a team to watch the next two years. I think yeah. maybe next year, give them a year. I think with the younger guys, yeah. I think they've got a core here starting and ending with Paulo Boncaro. Like, yeah. I think he's kind of the X factor there. Like, yeah, you got Jalen Suggs too, but you've got, you've got dudes right now. 
if you can get two of these guys in the lottery, if they're in the top four and take like a Brandon Miller type, that's going to put them over the edge. And you're looking at a potential yeah. playoff team, in my opinion. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Add a couple of veterans in there. You know, they'll be, you know, tough to beat in the East. And then uh, definitely going to be in that uh, that conversation to, to, to make some noise in the playoffs or win a title. Notice one name I didn't say there was Wendell Carter Jr. It tells you exactly what I think about Wendell Carter Jr. Everybody, yeah, you don't, you don't like him. <laughs> it's not that I don't like him. I don't like that fans are like, we could have kept Wendell. It doesn't matter if you kept Wendell Carter Jr. It doesn't, right. it wouldn't matter. Like, it, yeah, you had the pick, but you got, I did not like the fit. I think the offense runs through Vooch when they run it through Vooch. I think it runs well. It's just, yeah, use him the way he's used, but you don't have shooters. So you're back yourself into a corner. Yeah, and I think Vooch is a better player. Uh, he gives you more uh, I agree. from the inside, outside uh, area. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's like night and day. Who are you going to take, Vooch or Wendell Cardo? No offense to Wendell Cardo. Definitely a, a good a good player. He's going to be a good pro, uh, but not uh, not your typical, I guess, center that you would want. Yeah, he he's solid. He was a top 10 pick for a reason. He came out of, he, yeah. out of, he was Duke, right? See a Duke? Duke yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought he was out of Duke. Like, he was good coming out of college, but yeah. it's just – in the end, with the way the roster set up, it didn't it didn't work. Like, yeah, well, and I I simulated the lottery. By the way, the Bulls have a top four pick according to this, so our our problems are solved. <laughs> hey, you gotta believe it. If it says there, it's true. <laughs> I I won't stop making that joke. By the way, when I simulate the lottery, that the problems are solved just because I simulated the lottery. Like, right. <laughs> I do not want a Tankathon is a fantastic site. It's a great resource. I use it daily when we're talking about this stuff. It's just. When people rely on, oh, I simulated on Tankathon, they got the top four, they're going to be fine. Not how that works. Right. Not, yeah. It's not, it, you've got to, there's actual lottery balls. This is not putting random numbers into a random number generator. There's actual lottery balls that are used here. There's the, you know, you got gravity is a thing. You've got to worry about yeah. that. There's other factors here besides me hitting simulate lottery again. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I never trust the lottery gods ever. Yeah, yeah, never. You know, I feel like the lottery is rigged too, anyways. But uh, you know, that's my that's my two cents. But hey. you can make a case one year that it was. Then Bulls fans right. know it well. All right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need another Derrick Rose type thing to happen here. Like, yeah. If you if you want Victor Wembanyama, you get you need a Derrick Rose type. You need a frozen lottery ball allegation somewhere. Like what was it Patrick Ewing? I think when he was drafted, that yeah, the, they they said the Knicks had a frozen lottery ball, so Patrick Ewing could stay in New York. Or yeah, out, yeah. out out on the East Coast, I should say. He went to Georgetown. Georgetown's in DC, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need you need more than luck. <laughs> yeah, you need more than luck. You need you need prayer. You need gods. You need to pray to whoever you pray to, and just hope it hope it works out. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine always says, "Better be lucky than good." Yeah. I mean, I I use it all the time. It's better be lucky than good. As I'm sitting here watching Maryland keep a lead against West Virginia. This better be lucky than good. If the Bulls can get a little lucky, who knows? But yep, that, can, yep. that can change the whole conversation. I will happily be wrong about not having a first-round pick and how they'll end up in the top four. Like, I, I'm good with that, but I'm a realist. Right. You know me well enough by now. I'm a realist. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not gonna, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you don't have hope for the top four pick. I gave that up when they had the fourth-best odds <laughs> in the lottery and picked seventh and took Kobe White. Right. I mean, that, that went out the window. I was so mad. When that happened, <laughs> I still am. I love Kobe White, great player. Like I'm glad that it's just you could have had like a Trey Young type, <laughs> right? You end up at seven. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I won't trust the lottery yeah. ever again. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't trust the lottery. <laughs> no, no, I never will. But here we go. We got 14 games left in this season. 
Uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend is going to be fun. The Bulls are at home over St. Patty's Day, by the way, even though I think all of Chicago celebrated last weekend. Uh, you got the Timberwolves and the Heat back-to-back Friday, Saturday. Then you got Philadelphia in Philadelphia on Monday, back home against Philadelphia on Wednesday. Two straight games against the 76ers with Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's going to go great. We're almost there. <laughs> We're almost there. We'll get there. Right. We'll get through this. I just <laughs> win one. Win one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just this one. Just make, I mean, just make, the, it, make it competitive. <laughs> the bar has been lowered so much. <laughs> I feel like in the Incredibles, when uh, at the end when Dash is running, like, no, don't win, keep it close. Second place, second place. That, yeah. That's me. Just like keep it close. Like I just get these young guys some experience. If you can get a guy like Dalen Terry more minutes, he got some run in the first quarter. Get a guy like yep. Carly Jones. Uh, you know, they got another two-way contract. Yeah, I think it's Justin Lewis is on a two-way contract now. Get these young guys some experience. And if you make a run at the play-in, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm yeah, at. It's this, just cool. Yeah. That's what this time of this part time of the year is for, especially if you're not competitive and playing in that play-in tournament. You want to get your young guys some experience, get them some development, and uh hopefully they'll they'll uh take heed to this uh these this playing in the NBA games and hopefully take it take that into the summer into their workouts into the summer league and you know happily have a, a better year next year experience does wonders when you're yeah. going through like rebuilding the roster retooling the roster experience yeah. does wonders this is a good time to get some experience so yeah. we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode of believe in bulls here on the believe network presented to you as always by our friends about online.ag reminder 50 percent welcome bonus bleav is the promo code march madness is here it's gonna be a really fun tournament i think and by the way as we're sitting here now Furman's beating virginia that tells you how things are going to be going this right. year. So you can bet on the, you can bet on upsets if you want. If you want, if you think it's going to be all chalk, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. But hey, you can bet on that too over at Bet Online and by our shirt. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. CJ, I hope I'm in a better mood on Monday when we record this for Tuesday's show. I'm just licking my wounds over here again. And I think you will be too. I think the Bulls got, got a little fight left in them. Hopefully they'll get a, get a winning streak started again. It helps they're not going up against Darren Fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not going up against Mr. Clutch, it's going to do wonders. But we yep. will see everybody back here on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.